Welcome to Physics Twist. This week in Science and Technology, the Australian science news podcast for the scientifically curious, both neophytes and crackerjacks alike. We are powered by Physics Education, leading science communicators in the education space. It's our job to deliver exciting science content all around Australia. And what better way to do that than with a sleigh full of Christmassy science presents? All right. And don't forget, we have an Instagram account. It is at Physics Twist. Putting up a few posts every now and then. I think you should check it out. Follow us on Instagram. G'day, Quill. Hey, Duncan. How are you going? I'm really good. How That's are you doing? Excellent. I'm fantastic, thank you. You ready for a Christmassy episode? Absolutely. Very excited. Science content that is distantly related to Christmas? Exactly. Because it's our Christmas party here today. It Physics. is our Christmas party. It certainly is. So, this one's not Christmassy at all, the first thing that I want to talk about. No. But it is something that's gone extremely viral. Mm. And that's why it's in the viral gram. Awesome. Quill. Yes. There are many famous mysteries yes. in the world. For example, who built the pyramids? Mm-hmm. Is there a lost city of Atlantis? Yeah. What is contained within the pages of the Voynich manuscript? Ooh. Who was Jack the Ripper? Mm-hmm. What is the Loch Ness Monster? So many good ones. And what's the go with the Bermuda Triangle? But oh, now, yeah. Quill, we can add yet another mystery to this <gasps> pantheon of enigmas. Is it how you get your hair so high and perfect? No, there's no mystery to that. Oh. It's just put lots of product in. Okay. Lots of product. So we can add another mystery. All right. To the pantheon of enigmas. Hit me. Why are eels getting stuck in the noses of seals? What? <laughs> is, is this a happening This is thing? a real thing. Wow. That I have been seeing in viral places on the internet. Um, and it comes out of something called the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Hawaiian Monk Seal Research Program, which is okay. an amazing thing that exists cool. apparently. And um, there's a lead scientist for the Monk Research, Monk Seal Research Program called Charles Littnan. Mm-hmm. And apparently about two years ago, once he woke up to an email that said, eel in nose. <laughs> Standard and, email to wake up to. Yeah. So he's like, what do you mean eel in nose? And it, the email <laughs> said, we found an eel, uh, a seal, sorry, with an eel stuck in its nose. What do we do about this? Like, do we have a protocol to a deal with? A standard protocol yeah. when you <laughs> like, get an eel well, stuck up a seal's one. nose. So it turns out, no, there was no protocol for, for extracting yep. eels out of seal's nose. Makes noses. sense. Uh, so they had to think about what to do. And they decided we're going to grab that eel and we're going to pull it out of that seal's nose. <laughs> Tricky because they're slippery. Yeah, they're slippery little <laughs> guys. So apparently, you know, it took about a minute of pulling on this eel yep. and when they, they actually managed to pull it out, it was two and a half feet long, which is almost a meter. Oh, it's up a its nose. Stuck oh, up a seal's nose. That's disgusting. Yeah. And uh, since then, apparently, there's been three, four reported cases. And wow. the most recent was just earlier, very recently this year. And all, okay. of the, all of the eels were removed successfully, but they, they didn't survive the procedure. No. No. It's probably a bit... A bit, you know, stressful being up yeah, someone's nose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've never tried it myself. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't really intend no. to. Uh, and so all the seals survived, which is, which is fantastic news. But still, the question remains, why are eels going into the noses of seals? Uh, looking for buried treasure? Maybe. <laughs> I see kids doing that all the yeah, time. Exactly. I wonder what's up there. Let me see if I can find mm, out. Something good. Yeah. Um, 
so basically they were like, well, maybe maybe people are deliberately sticking eels up of, up these noses. Okay, yeah. But they realised, well, that's probably it's highly unlikely because the only people that have access to the actual island mm-hmm. where these seals are um, are, are scientists. Right, and scientists so, don't tend to um, harm animals when they're actually supposed to be doing research. Exactly, they're not yeah. the kind of people to do no. that. So, so no pranksters going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, seals often eat eels. They also eat yep. octopuses and other fish. And those animals often like to uh, hide in coral reefs to avoid mm-hmm. being eaten. Yep. And so, obviously, like, seals don't have hands. So yep. what they have to do, in, in, like, to forage around inside of these reefs to find yep. their prey is they use their face. And so oh. they were thinking, well, maybe they're just sticking their face into oh, the... Into digging the, it around. Digging in around there. in there. Ooh. And maybe an eel is just going, like, sort of... You know, it's trapped and it's cornered and it's freaking out. And so, it yep. just decides to go for the only place that it can think of, which is straight up the up nose. the nose. Yeah. But then they thought, well, that's unlikely as well. Okay. Because why is it suddenly happening? You know. Yeah. It's just why all of a sudden. Very strange. Uh, so, that that's probably not. And then they thought maybe it's because they're like throwing up the eels that they've already Oh, they, yeah. They can regurgitate their food. Yeah. And like if you, sometimes if you've ever been sick, you'll know that sometimes... It comes, comes out, out your nose. nose. Exactly. So, so imagine gross. if you've eaten a seal and it just kind of ends eel. up in... So, sorry, yeah. <laughs> eating an eel. It's really confusing because a seal and eel. Yeah, yeah, it is. So imagine you've eaten an eel and all of a sudden you throw it back up and then it's... Comes out your nose. sticking yourself. out your nose. Oh. But you haven't got any hands to pull it out, so it's just... I used to know it. a kid that could pull spaghetti out his yeah, nose. It was disgusting. <laughs> um, so they thought, no, that's unlikely because mm. the mouth is much easier for... A a creature like that to yeah, come like out Yeah, like a of. two, two and a half foot long eel to yeah. come out of. Yeah. So the most plausible theory, according to Charles Littman, the okay. lead scientist on this program, is that really, and this still, still <laughs> seems a bit ridiculous to me, is that the seals are just having a bit of a joke around. What? Because <laughs> they're like troublesome teenagers. And they're just, just like, I wonder what would happen if I let this eel go up my nose. <laughs> but they don't have hands. So how they're like shoving how they're it up it. there. So he thinks it's just like... One seal did it, and then all the other ones are sort of copying him what? or her. Like, that was really funny. I wonder what that's like. And so, they're just copying each other, which is, it's just insane. Like, why is that happening now? But yeah. the reason that I found out about this is because there is a very viral image that's been going around, mm. which is of a seal with an eel in its nose. Yeah. And actually, if you go on the Physics Twist Instagram, you can find it because I posted it on there. And it wow. is amazing. The funny thing to me... Is that the seal looks kind of pleased. Yeah, like, He's check like, it out. Yes, Look what I, I did. Yeah, like when you used to glue your fingers together or something yeah. stupid when you were a teenager. Like, yes, I did it. It's okay. Like, half of his eyes are closed. So he's like, mmm. That was funny. Yeah, exactly. Check me out, friends. So All right. it's a so very just, strange image. I would check So it. just mischievous teenage eels. Teenage um, seals. seals. <laughs> it really is confusing. Yeah. It's great for the title to have a rhyming, rhyming totally. but much harder to say. Um, I saw a tweet about this in the article which I told you earlier, but I think I need to repeat for the listeners because I yeah. find it so funny. But the tweet has a like a picture of the seal with an eel in its nose and it says, When the nose of a seal has been stuffed with an eel, that's amore. <laughs> so, so good. good. Oh, I love it. So well done to that Wonderful. person. So, yeah, I just thought I'd talk about this one because it's just extremely funny. It is and, funny. And the good thing is that all of the, like, the seals so far are fine. Yeah. Nothing bad has happened. Yeah. I mean, the eel's not so fine. Eel's not so much. But the, the seal probably would have eaten it anyway. So yeah, exactly. it's not such a big yeah. difference. I mean, it is a little bit concerning because, like, if it died in there, which they have done, some of them, they could get, like, the seal could get an infection mm. in there. They might get sick in some other way. So, 
just I'm glad that the people are looking after them. It's still yeah. very funny, though. It is quite You've funny. You've got to see this image. It's it's like kids putting, like, a pencil up their nose or something. Yeah. Or, like, a pee. We've all done it. I, my, I think my dad got a pee stuck up his nose when he was a kid. Dad's not a smart man. How did you come to be so smart? I don't know. My dad's actually really <laughs> smart. But I'm pretty sure he then told Sorry, me when I was a kid <laughs> that then if you put, like, a seed up your nose, it would grow. And then I was really terrified of eating watermelon seeds because I was convinced I was going to grow a watermelon inside my stomach. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was a bit silly. Just a little tidbit. Point yeah. <laughs> happened, right. by the way. When I was a kid, I snorted some seeds. sherbet into my nose. Mm-hmm. Lemon-flavoured. Bad sherbet. idea. Really, Did really. Foam? No, it just went right up into my sinuses and it mm. stung like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. I did like, it with pepper once and yeah. I sneezed for about a day and a so, half. It makes sense, like if we're snorting <laughs> teenagers, yeah, and and sherbet, then seals can snort eels. You that's know. what they've got that's access to. That's yeah, exactly. their food. That's exactly that's Just all like they've sherbet got. Or it's like, this will be funny. Yeah. Well, there that you is. go. Yep. Very Biogram. funny. The funny things young seals do. What's okay. up next, Quill? Well, this one's not quite as funny. Okay. Sorry. Make it funny, then. Um, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so this is an interesting one for the starter next year. Mm-hmm. And this is the fact that the New South Wales Premier has banned phones in primary schools from next year onwards. There you go. Well, did she do it or, well, her government has decided yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's just her, but, you know, her, her people and she's the one implementing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, banned phones from primary schools next year. And high schools also have the option to opt in as well. Okay. Banned phones from schools. Here's That's my hot take on this. not mandatory in high school, though. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Sorry, kids. Mm. They are a major, major... Yeah, be, and then so this is what what happens. They've been doing a lot of research into it, and even though yes, you might need to call your parents after school to pick you up and stuff. The problem is, is people are constantly having them out in class, mm. and people think, oh, what's the big deal? I've just got my phone. There's a huge amount of research showing that not only um, are phones a huge distraction, which we all know, mm-hmm. but they also actually cause a huge amount of stress for the students. Mm. Why? So, and, and this is what's really interesting. So we might not realize this, but you actually get what is called dopamine. So dopamine is what's called a neurotransmitter, which is yep. basically little tiny things in your brain that help you to feel certain things. Yeah. So dopamine is one of the ones that is basically kind of makes us feel something is pleasurable and yeah. something's exciting it's and that the kind brain of thing. Make feel good. Chemical. Yeah, it's kind of feeling good about yeah. something. So actually, what we're going to do is we, as humans, and actually animals and stuff, sometimes do it too. Is we will actually seek out things that we know are going to make us release dopamine, and that sure. these things are going to make us feel good. Yeah. Okay. Now the problem is, is these things can be very addictive. Now there right. can be addictive drugs. There can be addictive gambling. People can get addicted to shopping. People can get addicted to food. Because of course you want to keep doing a thing that feels good. Exactly. And unfortunately, all of these things also can include phones. Right. Because so you can get addicted to totally. Because when you get a little message on your phone yep. or a like, it's like, oh, that makes me feel nice. Exactly. Inside. It feels good. Someone likes me. Yeah. Someone gives me a message. Someone wants to say hello. Um, the problem is, it's not just that, is that when we get addicted to it, we start to, what's called, we get in a dopamine loop, which means mm. we start to crave and need those likes. So we start hunting out or seeking out things that will give us yeah. the response that makes us feel good about ourselves again. So people get in this weird circle where the more dopamine they have released because they feel good about themselves from people messaging them or whatever, mm-hmm. then they seek it out more. So they get kind of addicted in this and they keep circling, looking for it and then... And it's more, addicted more crazy to it, all the basically. Time. Yeah. And so what it means is we actually start to not be able to ignore our phones. Yep. Like if we have a phone near us, 
we are constantly checking it even if it hasn't gone off. We're looking at the screen to see if there's likes on there. We are worried about where our phone is in case mm-hmm. there's a message that we're missing and all these other things. And what we're, people were finding with kids especially is it's getting this kind of addiction to constant rushes of excitement and pleasure and feeling awesome from something like that. And people are forgetting to talk to their own friends totally. or interact with their friends in the playground and do things that are normal ways you get pleasure like playing with toys or yeah. getting an answer right Quite in class literary. and all of these things. Yeah. And that's really not good. Not at all. I, I must admit that I, you know, if I leave the house without my phone, I freak out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, my connectedness is gone. Yeah. See, like, I actually consciously leave my phone at home often on the weekends. Mm. Not if I'm going out somewhere where I need to meet people or I need a phone to mm. contact people, but if I'm just going down the beach with my dog or something, that's leave my phone at home. Yeah. Just because you don't want to have that distraction. It's yeah. good to get remembered to feel moment. excitement and pleasure from normal things other than just... Whether someone likes your photo on Instagram yeah. or something like that. And to be, I mean, obviously, the big point of this is that phones can be, well, A, addictive, like you said. Yeah. But when you're in school, it can be an intense distraction from it what can. you should be doing, which is, and I hate to sound like an old person, an old fogey now, but mate, you should be focusing on your education. Yes. All right. But it's not only just your learning, it's focusing on interacting with your classmates, on yeah. uh, talking to your teachers, on building learning, social skills. building social skills, and all of these things. We kind of forget how to do this if all we're doing is talking to people on, on the yeah. internet. We actually, the way you interact with people face to face is very different to the way you interact with people yeah. uh, in that. And we should really be taking a leaf out of the, um, the book yeah. of the kids from last week that we talked about who were protesting a very valuable exactly. cause because they really care about their education. Yep. And dear listener, so should you. Yes. And again, we hate to sound like old people. <laughs> and some of us in this podcast are older than others. Shut I'm not up. naming names. <laughs> There's only two of us in here. <laughs> but it's really important that you are able to completely focus on what you're doing at school. Exactly. But you know what else is interesting about this? They've actually found not only do people get addicted to it, we actually get stressed. Right. It actually creates a huge amount of stress because you are then have what you have, the anticipation of getting right. these So things. if you post a and photo. If you don't. Yeah. You stress about why like, you don't. Oh, people don't like me. And actually what they find is is in modern age, we get very stressed about lots of things all the time. And actually our bodies are designed to have this like fight or flight mechanism, yeah. right? So your bodies are designed to be relaxed. And then when something stresses you out, like a dinosaur coming to eat you. Yeah. Um, you get this rush of cortisol. You get this rush of cortisol, hormone. Yep. stress hormone. You are pumped, amped, yep. and you go do that thing and then you can relax again. Now, we don't do that so much when you constantly stress your phones are going off. You're constantly in a state of stress. Yeah. And this can actually really be quite damaging for your body. It can lead you to get quite sick and that kind of stuff. So, it's yeah. quite important. Yeah. And it's not like mm. it's not like kids, all right? It's not like you need to have that validation. Because no. trust me, people like you and you are valuable. Exactly. You don't need to have other people liking things all the time to tell exactly. you that. And it's nothing wrong with having a look at it every now and then or, you know, talking to your friends mm. on there and stuff. But it's it's having that when you should be talking to people in person. It's having yeah. that when you should be listening to your teacher. Um, so there's no reason why you can't check it before you go to school. Make sure that you know where your parents are going to be picking up or whatever and then yep. get it at the end of the day again. Yeah, there's no totally. need to have it during the day. There was no phones at school when I was a kid. Yep. And I turned out okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I got a phone when I was in year seven. Yep. And it had three functions. It had make phone calls. Mm-hmm. It did send text messages. And, and it had snake. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was literally it. And I think it told the time as well, which Whoa. is quite an advanced function for 2003. It did tell the time. Yeah. But, um, awesome. you know, like I had it in my bag at school. Yeah. And when I got off the bus, I gave my mum a call and said, please pick me up. Yeah. And, she, and that, you know, that was, I could that have was... been sitting there playing snake because it was a great game. Yeah. But no, no. So that's not what we did. That's right. Yeah. But we're uh, just old. Again, we're old. We, we don't right. understand. That's true. But it, I think, honestly, I think it's a good thing yep. um, that they won't be part of school. 
and uh, I think a lot of high schools will probably opt in for it as well. I think so. Um, because, you know, there's plenty of time to be on your phones after school or whatever. You don't need yeah. to be on them all the time. Well, most of the day, yeah. you are not at school. Well, and it's just like, well, you know what? When you leave school and you have a job, you can't be on your phone all day on your job, mm-hmm. right? You need to do what your job is. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a super hard sort of kick in the face of reality if yeah. people get to the, the work world yeah. and then go, Oh, I can't be on my no, phone. No, that's right. Now it's like, no, dude, you got to. No, you're in a meeting. You can't be on you your gotta phone. You got to be in a meeting. You have to be <laughs> yeah. producing something. Yeah, exactly. Contribute to the economy. Exactly. And you know what's a little bit scary about this? A little bit of an aside, but you know what else has a similar problem? What's that? YouTube. How so? So YouTube has a similar idea in the fact that it can be very addictive. Now it's not all YouTube, but there's mm-hmm. certain uh, videos. Oh, I called, find YouTube so addicting. Yeah, well it is, and this is yeah. even as as a grown up. Yeah. There's videos designed for kids called unboxing videos, and these are basically kids oh, opening I presents and playing videos. with toys. <laughs> yeah, which is great, but what you are getting is you're getting that excitement, just like when you get a toy yourself. You're yeah. getting that excitement of a toy getting opened, mm-hmm. but you can be getting it over and over and over again. And what happens is your body's constantly releasing dopamine, and it means you start to be like. Oh, I got it a present at home, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, because you've seen four thousand presents open that totally. week. Totally, and you effectively build up a tolerance. So yeah. when something significant does does happen, you're just like, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. And you know what else is crazy about that? What's that? Is that um, well, these unboxing videos? They're actually some of the most popular videos I on know. the. There's no like, forget what about all the cool science ones with people blowing things up and that. Just kids opening presents. Yeah. Often all it is is a, is a video of the present being opened. Just quietly, just between you and me, yes. Will, and the listeners, just between us. I watch a lot of unbox videos about like phones and stuff. Really? Which is like bringing these two worlds together. Oh, dear. Like, oh, my God, look at that new iPhone. It's so cool. Well, now you I know. I want to watch someone pull the plastic off it like it's brand new. There oh. you go. Now you know, Duncan. Be yeah. careful. Don't get addicted yeah. to watching people open new phones. But and I want that dopamine hit. You And you know what else? Give me that dopamine hit. you got to be careful. Do you know what else is funny about those? What? It actually works in the same way. You know how when someone's got something, you want what they have? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if a kid has a toy, yeah. kids want that same toy. It doesn't matter if there's another toy next to you that's exactly the same. You want the one that they have yeah. or your brother or sister has. And then you get it and you're like, oh. So this is, and that's part of the excitement of the one they've got. Yeah. So that that's part of these unboxing toys and why, uh, videos and why they're so, like, why people want them so bad is someone else has got the toy that you want. So yeah. that's why it's so exciting. Right. So it's hitting that part of your brain. It also hits that part yeah. of your brain as well. So there you go. And it's amazing how much uh, science is behind what our brains do. And how they respond to things like phones and yeah. YouTube. We're being psychologically manipulated. We are. By <laughs> anyway, should we so move on? So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. Yeah. But no, it's, I think it's a good thing. It is it's a good, good thing. thing. Okay, cool. Can we we can, learn more. We conclude. Listeners, do you agree? Let us know. Mm. We might talk about it on Instagram. Yeah. Nice and quick one to wrap up. Wait, no, not to wrap up, sorry. And then I've got some facts for you. That's right. Wait, Christmas facts. So this one's just a very quick, very brief fire out with Duncan, which is all about what we talked about last time, or maybe it was the episode before, I can't remember, that was all about the Mars InSight lander. So you will recall Mars Mm -hmm. InSight lander landed on Mars and it sort of unfurled itself Mm -hmm. and set up some some of its instruments ready to do science on the planet of Mars. That's right. Now we have a pretty amazing update on this Ooh. one, which is, you will recall, if you had listened to this episode that we recorded, that InSight has a couple of sensors, well, lots of sensors on it. In fact, one of them is a seismometer. So it measures the vibrations that go through the ground, like earthquakes. Uh, and the seismometer and something called like an air pressure sensor have 
recorded the first ever sound of wind on Mars. Wow. It's awesome. This wind. Is sounds recorded on Mars, which That's blows a- my mind. Very exciting. So basically, inside itself has some solar panels mm-hmm. on it. That's obviously what's powering it. Yep. Um, NASA basically describes them as looking like a sort of giant pair of ears that stick out from the sides. I love it. Yeah. And so there's, there's lots of wind on, there's not lots of wind, but there's wind on Mars. Yeah. And that has sort of been hitting the solar panels. The seismometer, which is attached mm-hmm. to Insight, yep. has been picking up the, vi- the vibrations wow. due to the wind. That's pretty cool. Which obviously is a bad thing because that means that you're not actually picking up uh, yeah. the real- The Mars quakes. The Mars quakes. That's yes. right. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, so it's picking up the vibrations of the wind. And would you like to hear what it sounds like? Yes. Did you hear that? I did. That's pretty nifty. Do you That's know what it reminds nifty. me of? What's that? When you hear someone with a stethoscope and you listen to someone's heart. Right. Yeah. It's like the blood, the blood pulsing through a body or something. So the one that you just heard cool. was one where the pitch of that sound mm-hmm. had been increased by two octaves. Okay. okay? So pitch so, is when something's really low or really high. Yeah, That's exactly. where it's, what the pitch is. Yeah. That's right. So the normal frequency, mm-hmm. which is the pitch of the wind noises is super low. So okay. right at the bottom of what humans can hear. Uh, so it's kind of like you're just hearing what you would hear through like a subwoofer. Okay. So what they've done is they've pitched it up by two octaves. So, so it's a little bit it. more audible. Oh, okay, cool. But it sounds awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So they said that was apparently like a little bit of an unplanned treat yeah. hearing that noise. Can they learn anything from this wind noise? From the wind noise? Or is I'm it just cool? Sure. Basically, with like the seismometer itself is going to help understand the actual interior yeah. of Mars. But learning from, learning from just the wind noise picked up off the solar panels itself, yeah. I'm going to say probably not Maybe because not, it's the, the noise coming off the solar panels, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's just good to know us, that it's there. I think, well, yeah. Maybe we could put a windmill up there. Oh, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. Electricity generator. Get NASA on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NASA. I'm a thinker. It's <laughs> very good. <laughs> So, yeah, what they're going to do now is they're going to actually move the seismometer off in sight and they're going to put it on the ground so it's not going to be affected by the wind hitting the solar panels yeah. and it can do its job, which is to measure Mars quakes. That's good because they've kind of learnt something early on that's going to prevent them from, like, lo- like trying to listen for something. Something important could happen and they would miss it because yeah. they had the wind going on or something totally. like that. Well, they actually learned that from a previous one we talked about yeah. before. I can't remember the name of this particular one, but they didn't, they didn't get any information about Mars quakes. They just <gasps> got information about the wind because it was still attached to the rover. I see. Anyway. Cool. All right. Should we do facts of the week? <gasps> Christmas edition? Yes. Christmas edition facts of the week. Now, they're not just like Christmas facts. Mm-hmm. They're science Christmas Oh, science. Facts. Yes, good. Okay. Because it's still a science podcast, even yep. though it's a Christmas today. Well, mm-hmm. it's a Christmas party today. So, I'm going to hit you with some science facts. Are you ready? Yep. Hit me. Fact of the week. <laughs> Isaac Newton. Born on Christmas Day. There you go. There you go. But did you don't know that one? He's a saviour of the scientific world, There we go. Of the scientific world. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. And I got more. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, there's more. There's more than just that one. Thomas Edison introduced Christmas lights to the world in 1880. Now, before that, what do you think we did to light up our Christmas tree? Uh, Gas lights? Close. Before that, people put actual real candles with flames on their trees. On their trees. Yeah. That's so dangerous. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. Um, and Would also- they lots or just like one at the top? Or? Well, I 
feel like in the photos you've seen from those old times, there seems to be a few, right? Yeah. Just have one candle on Well, no, I don't think I've seen photos from them, but well, I've, maybe seen, not I've seen Disney, Disney movies about yeah. it. <laughs> they're, they're always accurate yeah, exactly. scientific description. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I love I love Christmas lights, so pretty, pretty stoked. I love Thomas Edison. Thanks, Thomas Edison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas lights, best invention yeah. ever. All right. Now I've got another one. Yep. This one's a bit, a, bit, a bit fancy. It is the law of the universe that your Christmas lights will tangle. It's called entropy. <laughs> it's called entropy, totally. And there, yeah. So no matter how carefully you pack them away the year before. Yep. Uh, when you pull them out of the It box. has been proven that for any cord longer than two metres, knots are mathematically guaranteed <laughs> because there is only one way for that string to be untangled. But there is endless possibilities for it to be completely messed up. That's hilarious. Oh, that's really interesting, <laughs> yep. actually. So entropy for those wondering is basically about how the universe and everything really mm-hmm. tend to go from order to disorder. disorder. Yeah. Chaos. That's what that means. Or chaos, effectively. Yep. And so the be- that's a great example. Yep. That Christmas lights are always So you pretty chaotic. much don't even bother to like not to just shove them just back in the back because yeah. they're going to tangle up yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same thing with um, earphones, like mm. iPhone earphones. Yeah. You put them in your pocket, they can be pristine. As soon as oh, you take them out, out they're going to be tangled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and fishing line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I've got more. Okay, this one is a little bit of a feminist one. Okay. Did you know mm. that Santa relies on girl power? No, I did not. Tell okay, and here's why. Santa's sleigh is pulled by a team of reindeer, right? Mm-hmm. They all have full antlers. Yeah? Sure. Now, male reindeer lose their antlers in the winter, which means unless, uh, unless carrying that sleigh is so stressful that they lose their antlers randomly as a female, then they must all be females because all the males won't have antlers at that time of year. Go girls. It's winter. So yeah, there right. you go. It's the ladies pulling Santa around the world to deliver all the presents. Thanks, ladies. Good work. Delivering me my presents Rain on Christmas ladies. morning. There you go. Great. I've got more. Yep. There's another wow. reindeer one. So even though most reindeer can't fly, except for Santa's magical ones, mm-hmm. um, they do float in water. Reindeer float in yes, water? Yes, they do. That's bizarre. Their hair traps air and it acts like a little puffy kind of life-saving jacket. Yeah, right. So they're what? They cannot sink. Well, I mean, I'm sure at some point... The buoyancy would be outweighed by pushing them down with a certain amount of force or yeah. weight or something like that. Because humans float. Yeah. Like if humans you just float. lie back, you'll just, because you've still got air in your yeah. lungs. Yeah. You'll still float there. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. guess that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So they don't really have to swim at all. They can just bob around. Just kind of bob around right, there. Right, cool. Might it's be Christmas. good if they have to have a water landing when they're delivering presents to That's very true, stuff. yeah. Because sometimes, yeah. what if they lose an engine or something yeah, like that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've got another one. Landing on the Hudson. <laughs> Go on. Yep. Okay, I've got another one. Two more. Some reindeer really do have red noses, just like Rudolph. Cool. And they do this because uh, a lot of them have a lot of blood vessels in their nose, which helps them to regulate their body temperature. Hmm. Okay, so lots of blood vessels. We know that when you have blood vessels close to the skin, you might see them. You get red patches where you've got lots of blood, or burst blood vessels. I have that. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And I got one more. One more. Hit one me. More. Is it reindeer too? It's, it's no. It's sleigh related. Okay. So Santa sleigh if he wasn't magical, would have to travel at 1,300 miles per second <laughs> in able to deliver all the presents on, to every child on Earth in one night. Now, if he was flying How fast? North, Sorry, 1,300 1, miles per second. That's about 2,000 kilometres a yeah, second in, yeah. in real money. So if he didn't have magic... Which is about 20 football fields. If he didn't on. have magic and was flying that fast, he would actually burst into flame from the heat generated by the air resistance... <laughs> 
Uh, and that would be obviously quite detrimental. So lucky there's yeah, magic involved. Yeah, that would be not great. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's some science Christmas That's facts for you. Fant- it's not 20 football fields at all. Sorry, it's way more than that. But I always like how, you know how you see um, Santa with his reindeer and his sleigh in movies. Mm-hmm. And he like, you know, pops out from delivering all the, all yep. the presents there. And then he just blasts off and yep. flies like a million miles away. It's like, so we, wait, just go to the next house. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. like, or maybe like alternating. I'm going to go to Australia, then America, then like over here. Just like doing it alphabetically yeah. around the world. <laughs> Aaron Ardva. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> so there you go. There is some science in Christmas as well. Hopefully some science related presents under the yeah, tree. Yeah. That's know, what I'm hoping I know for. my nieces and nephews. If you're listening, might be getting science-related presents. Okay. Uh, And my dad always gets science-related presents too. Hi, Quill's dad. Hi, dad. Hope you're enjoying that new new scientist (laughs) subscription. (laughs) Oh, I think you shouldn't have said that. Should I bleep that out? Can we not say that? He knows. I accidentally got it. I got it by accident. Okay. Because I was going to say, no, like, I, gave oh, him, I will re- I will release this way before Christmas. I gave Christmas. him one for his birthday and didn't cancel it. So, it gave him another six month, oh, months nice. automatically. So, that's his Christmas present as well. But nice. he knows that. That's a great present. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a wrap on Physics News for this week. So too. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And don't forget, you can meet the wonderful people of physics at your school, vacation centre or birthday party. Just go to physics.com.au. Also, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Uh, it really helps us out. We'd love to see five sparkly Christmas stars up there. That'd be really great. Five golden stars. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, we hope everyone has a lovely holiday season and we will catch you all soon. And check us out on Instagram at Physics Twist. Um, and this is the last one before the end of the year. So it is. We're on hiatus after this. We so will we will be on break after this. you next year. Have a very, very sciencey Christmas. And a happy new science. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.